Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Open our Bibles up to 1 Samuel chapter 30, and I want to talk a little bit about David, but I really want to talk in all of that because what God has been speaking to us as a, as a body this year, and these things we should be getting down and praying about on the inside of us because it affects all of us. When the church gets a word, it means the body, this body is getting a word. You know, it means that we need to take it, receive it into our hearts, and believe God that he's going to manifest himself in that way. And so, it's, I have, Pastor and I have been in the ministry our whole married life, which is 36 years. And we have never seen or heard of this coming in any other ministry. I am not saying it hasn't happened to other ministries. I'm not saying that at all, but I've never heard it or seen it, that every month of this year, we've gotten a word from the Lord, and it's come through either me or different people have come in and given us a word, and we began to recognize there's a pattern here, and that God is speaking because he wants to do something, and I believe what he's telling us now is the time. And he wants us to release our faith and believe him as a body that these things are coming to us. Amen? When he spoke at the first of the year and he said this was an intentional and doable year, you know, I thought, well, that's interesting. wonder how that's going to unfold. But every month since January, he's spoken to us intentionally spoken to us so that we will grab hold of it and we will take it and we will walk in it. Amen? And so it's our, our choice what we do with it. And so my ears really, my spiritual ears really started perking up because I thought, is this really, I'm just going to be honest, is this really real? God is speaking to us every month. I've never heard of such a thing, but I'm taking it. So, I mean, this is pretty special to me, that God would bring different people across our path to speak a word when they, some of these people didn't even know us, and yet they're speaking. And so, you know, February, when I started giving the word of the Lord, which Basically, I'm not going to read it all. I don't want to take that time to read it. But when I started speaking, I didn't realize at first that this was going to be the word of the Lord for February. I just began to speak, and out of my mouth began to flow this prophecy. And you can go to the website and look at it, and many of you haven't. But, you know, one of the things that he said is, I'm putting in my people the things for this hour, just like I did when Moses was here. And I put in the trained craftsmen, I put in them my spirit of wisdom. 
I put in them my spirit of understanding. I put in them that what was needed in that hour. I placed my spirit in them on purpose so that they could move with me, so that he could build my temple. And in this hour, my body is being built. So he's speaking to us what he did in the people that surrounded Moses. He was just telling him, he said, I brought the trained craftsmen. I brought them in. I put in the spirit of wisdom. I put in the spirit of understanding. I'm the one that did it because I needed that for that hour. And so God is saying to us, he's building the temple, the body of Christ. He's also building this church. And he said, you know, in this hour, I, basically, I need my body to perk up. I need my body to be listening to what he's saying. And he said, so that I could build my temple. And in this hour, my body's being built. And houses, churches, bodies across the land, houses of fire are being built to show forth my glory. I'm getting my people ready. I'm getting my people ready to see my face. For I want my people to know me, hear my voice. I mean, it's time for the body of Christ to hear and know the voice of the Lord. That when he's speaking, our ears go up and say, yes, sir. Our ears are awake and our eyes see and we're walking in what God has for us to walk in in this hour. This is what the Lord is saying to the people of this house. I'm getting you ready. I want you to be perked up. I want you to be listening. I want you to be, you know, hearing my voice in this hour. For I want my people to know me and to hear my voice. So be ready for the days ahead. Be ready to move and not say, I'm not skilled. I'm the one that will make you a skilled laborer. So when he referred to the craftsmen, he was saying, I put the wisdom in them to be the craftsmen. I put the understanding in them so they would know what to do. And so many times we think we don't have a skill or we don't have a talent or we're not prepared to do what God has put in our heart. But he's saying, I'll make you a skilled laborer. That's what God was speaking to us in February. So we need to grab hold of that. We need to look at that. We need to say, okay, if that's what the Lord is saying, then I'm going to take it and I'm going to receive it. I'm going to be able to walk in this hour in those things. And then the last little part of this, he said, you will face dangers and you will face things that you have not faced before. But I will show, now listen very carefully, but I will show you how to walk around them. I'll show you how to walk over them. I'll show you how to walk right through them, that, them to where they won't have an effect on you. Well, that's pretty strong. If we're listening to the voice of the Lord and we're obeying him, when we feel like we've come up to something, he just said, I'll show you how to walk around it. I'll show you how to go through it. I'll show you how to go over it. I'll show you how to get around whatever obstacle is coming your way. If you're listening, if you're taking hold of what the Lord is saying. And he's, he's saying that he wants us to do that because he wants us close to him in that hour, in this hour. Amen? And then in February, I'm saying all of this because I want every one of us to get this. Amen?
When the Lord speaks, we need to value his word. We need to write it down. We need to take hold of it, just like we do the written word. Because this is a specific word this year. These words this year are specific for this church. And it's up to us what we do with them. And then in March, the Lord said, He's been speaking to this house, and he's been speaking to this house, and he's been speaking to this house. And he said, so that you have ears to hear, so that you would know how to go into the promised land and walk in the ways and not after yours. That's telling me it's grow up time. To not walk after our ways, but to walk after the ways of the Lord. That he is speaking to the church, he is speaking to us, that it's our time not to be doing our own thing. And we all know how easy it is to do our own thing. I mean, you know, sometimes we have people that are spur-of-the-moment people. Yeah, I want to do that. Yep, I'm going to jump in, and I'm just going to do that. Then you got others that you have to kick into. I'm the one you have to push into. My husband is the one that has to, he'll jump into it. So, but there has to be the balance in there. And we've got to learn how to go the ways of the Lord. And that everything that's available to us should we be doing. We have to hear from God in this hour. We have to be in the right place at the right time. And so he's going to teach us how to go into the promised land. And the thing that he said, he promised us. Now, this was a promise in this word. And there's a lot more to it. I'm just not reading all of it. He said, there shall be a performance of the things spoken to us from the Lord. That should get our attention. That should perk our ears up. Can you a skill, an intentional, and it's a doable year. And then he said, I'm making you a skilled laborer. I'm bringing in craftsmen. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And then there shall be a performance of the things spoken to who? Us. From the Lord. That means he's speaking to us and he wants to perform that word. He is watching over his word to perform it. If you value the word of God and value what God is saying, then you're going to take hold of these prophecies. You're going to read them and you're going to look at them and say, they're for me. Amen? And so then April came. And, uh, and April was really different because it's when Joe and Becky Cruz came. And remember when they all came, and they came just to help out the worship team and uh, do some things with the sound and just help us all the way around. So they came to do that. And when I was having uh, lunch with them, the Lord spoke to me and said, There's your artist. And the artist is the word I got a couple of years ago that was going to come. And you all have heard me say this. And they were going to come, and I thought they were going to be the praise and worship leader. But they came to bring their gifting to help our praise and worship team. And they've been a blessing when they've come, and they've helped the sound team, and they've helped our worship team. And uh, they're going to be back, hopefully, I think, November. And so... That was the word of the Lord that came to pass. And Dennis Burke came and told us what Brother Copeland said. 
But then, and it just slipped my mind again. Patricia, what was the second part of that? You'll know what to do. And the battle belongs to the Lord. So we need to take that. We're going to know what to do. What a great word that we're going to know what to do. I go, glory to God. That means every step of the way, since this is an intentional and doable year, we are going to know what to do. That should be encouraging to each and every one of us to be encouraged if we begin to take it. I mean, you can let it go and do your own thing. Or you can take hold of that word and walk in it. Amen? And then in May, the Lord said, that was a Sunday morning, remember, at 7 a.m. in the morning, and our pastor called us, Pastor Bob called us. It was a two-minute conversation. And he said, the Lord said to tell you and for you to speak, you're one of the greatest churches in America. Now, you have to take that by faith. <laughs> that goes beyond your comprehension. That goes beyond what's in your, between your two ears. But that's what the Lord said. And my pastor, in all the years, never called us up at 7 o'clock in the morning and give us a word from the Lord. And he never has just a two-minute conversation. But he said, that's what I got to say. That was it. So I'm taking that. And we are declaring we are one of the greatest churches. You go to one of the greatest churches in America. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that tells me he is doing something. And he's speaking these words on purpose. He is putting them in the place so that our ears perk up and we take a hold of what he's doing. Amen. So, you know what I need you all to be saying? There you go. When you come to church on Sunday morning on the way in, Sharon, you just told, turned to Terry and you say, we're going to one of the greatest churches in America. Amen? You, Bill and Debbie, just turn. You're one of the greatest churches in America if you're in the car by yourself. Tell that passenger that's not there, you're going to one of the greatest churches in America. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whatever, speak it out of your mouth. Get in agreement with what God is saying. Amen? Because this affects all of us. Because what God is really saying is your gifts and your talents and your things that I put on the inside of you is going to start working. I mean, this, this affects his body, when Moses had the temple built for the glory of God, it affected all of Israel, right? It affected the people. Well, that's what God wants. And then uh, in June, when we were on vacation with our grandsons uh, and Kate, <laughs> granddaughter, I forget Kate, shouldn't forget you. A great little girl. Anyway, pastor took a quick hour and just ran to meet this pastor for the first time. And they're having coffee. And it's pa Pastor Tom Brown 
uh, he's got a pretty good sized church, and he looks at Pastor Tom and he says, in the next 24 months, you're going to see great increase. He went, that's our June word. And listen, we're not praying for words. We're not looking for words. It's just something God has been doing supernaturally. And and he just started talking to pastor about the increase that was coming to Family Worship Center. You need to know that. You need to be in agreement with that. You need to be in that place that you are expecting in the next 24 months great growth. Because these things affect all of us. Amen? And then in uh, July, John Jacobs came just a few weeks ago, and that was random. He just called on a Saturday, and he said, I I think I'm going to come to your church on Sunday morning. He drove two hours from Kansas City to come to church, to one of the greatest churches in America. (laughs) That's where he came to. And so we took him out to lunch, and we were having lunch. And he, he looked, and he says, you have all the ingredients. And he said, "In this fall, your church will double. So who's expecting the double? All our hands should be going up. We're expecting the double. We're expecting the increase to begin in the fall. Now, John Jacobs, as far as I know, doesn't know Pastor Tom Brown. I don't think they know each other. They didn't get together and decide, well, I'll take this month and you take this month and you take this month and we're just going to encourage the pastors. No, it's been God orchestrating the word of the Lord to this house to affect all of us. Amen? To come into this place that we are going to make a difference. Amen? God said it was an intentional and doable year. And then, this is part of what I want to talk about tonight, if I have time. Uh, Pastor Brad Sullivan, who was here last week at the minister's conference, and you all know this, but I'm going to just tell you again because you need to get this. So we were about to close the Uh, Friday morning service, we administered to all the ministers and prayed for them and prophesied over them, and it's just a real wonderful presence of the the Lord to encourage and strengthen all the pastors that came. And uh, Brad was sitting there on the front row, and he turned to me, and he said, wait, I've got a word from the Lord. He said, I said, oh, and it's for y'all. So he turned, he stood up and he said to all the ministers, we're praying for them. They prayed for us. Now we're going to pray for them. And he had a word and he said the spoils. And so he took us to, well, he didn't take us. He just referred to King uh, David before he, right before he became king about the spoils in Ziglag. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because I want you to be expecting the spoils. Amen. And you can't get spoils unless you've won the war. (laughs) So we must have all won a war. Amen? You may not realize it, but you've won a war. 
Hallelujah. And so, in verse 1 in chapter 30, uh, 1 Samuel 30, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smit, smitten Ziglag and burned it up with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. That's a miracle in itself. That's God's protection. And so David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with, with fire, and their wives and their sons, their daughters were taken captive. You know, all of us have gone through some devastating things, things that were there to shake us, things that were there to, you know, take our faith, things that get sometimes in that place that it just shakes you to the core. Well, that's what happened here. They were shook to the core. They were in that place that, what are we doing here? Why did we go? Why did we go fight? Why did we go battle? Why did we do this? Sometimes you think, why am I serving God? Doesn't seem like anything's working. But you know what? They had to trust God just like you and I do. And so verse 4, Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They're pretty sad when you have no more power to reap. You, you're cried out. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices. Oh, let's go to five. And David's two wives were taken captive. Verse six. And David was greatly distressed. He was stressed out. He was, I mean, he was in a narrow place. You know what it's like sometimes when nothing's working and your mind isn't working and you can't think right. I mean, it's just like you're everywhere you look. You're in that place. It's just confining in your soul. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved. So these people are stressed out. And really what this particular word grieve means is they were in rebellion. They were in rebellion because they're blaming David. And they're mad at David. They got mad at the leader. And so David had a choice here. When you're in a tough situation and nothing's working for you, what are you going to do? You got to go back into that place that you're going to reach out, you're going to cry out to God, and you're going to take the time to get the wisdom of God. You're going to take the time. That's the time the enemy wants you to react. That's the time. If David had reacted, he'd lost his life. He would not have been in a good place because there were 600 men that were ready to kill him. So he encouraged himself in the Lord. In verse 8, And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And as he answered him, he said, God said, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without all without fail, recover all. So he's encouraging himself in, his, in the Lord. He's strengthening himself in the Lord. And he's just saying, God's just saying, without fail, you're going to go in there, snatch it away, strip the enemy. You're going to get back what was stolen from you. This is what God is talking about when he's talking about spoils. Listen, we've all been stripped of some things. 
We've all had some things that we know should have come, come to pass by now. We've had things in our life that the enemy has just stolen and tried to discourage us and keep us from receiving all that God has for us. But God is saying to this house, there are spoils coming your way. There are spoils, but if you don't value the word and take hold of what God is speaking to this house and declaring what God is speaking to this house, you're going to miss out. And God does not want one of us missing out. He said, without fail, you're going to recover it. You're going, this is a promise. When Pastor Brad stood there and said he was giving us a promise, he's giving us a word from the Lord. Are you going to value it? Are you going to take hold of it? And so we know that David went out, and he took 600 men with him, and they went out to go after what they followed the word of God. The instruction of the Lord was to pursue and to overtake. That was the instruction. And David took out not knowing where to go. But he by faith went. And then there was an Egyptian in the field. There was somebody that they had, the Amalekites had left behind. And it was done on purpose. I believe. There's always an Egyptian in your field if you're looking for it. There's always somebody that God wants to connect you to that can put you in the right place if you're looking. If you stay in the mully grabs, you stay in that place of discouragement, you're not, you might miss your Egyptian. You might miss that person that's in the field that's going to give you a divine connection and a divine. But I don't want to miss what God has for me. He's given this as an intentional and a doable year so that we can see the hand of God in our lives. Amen? And so, you know, David is going after the spoils. He's going after his wife. He's got wives and his children, but he's going after the spoils. He said, God said, I can get it, and I'm going to recover all. Bless the Lord, I'm going for it. Hallelujah. And so we know that this Egyptian in the field, in verse 14, he said, we made an, this is the Egyptian talk, talking, we made an invasion upon the south, and he names all the things. This is the Philistines, and then the coast of Judah and Caleb, and then they burnt Ziglag. So they had quite a raid going on there. They were moving, and they were shaking, and they were destroying a lot of things, and they had a lot of stuff. And David's about to get his stuff. Amen? And so when they looked, uh, verse 15, and David said to him, can thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to the company. And when he had brought him down, behold, there was spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking, dancing, because all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. 
So they're dancing, they're rejoicing, they're having a great time. And I like how they described it. I mean, there is a multitude of Philistines out there, and there's only 400 men on David's team. But God, they had a word from God. They had a word they pursued. Now they're going to recover all. They're going to overtake them, and they're going to recover them, recover all. They've pursued. They're about to overtake. That takes faith. When you look like there's not much to you, when you look, you may think, well, it's just me. But what is God saying? If you are obeying him and evaluating, he is going to fight the battle for you. Amen? If he tells you you can recover all, then you can recover all. Every promise that God has given, God gave us a word, spoils. The spoils are coming to us. You need to be excited. You need to be taking hold of this. I mean, I'm just, I'm medit- I am meditating on this. I'm thinking about these words because I want to see everything that God has said come to pass in our lives and the lives of the people of this house. I don't want any of us denied of what we want or what God has put in our heart. Total restoration of family. They got their family back. Glory to God. And so we know that David went in there. David smoked them from the twilight even until the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. Verse 18. And David recovered all that the Amalekites carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them. Man, anybody want that? Nothing lacking to your household? Nothing lacking, no lack? Glory to God. The spoils, the spoils come into your house. God knows where they are. God knows what you've done. God knows. He keeps the record. You know, these things that you do are written down in heaven. God keeps a record of what you do. God keeps a record of your tithing and your giving. God sees all of that. Glory to God. You should rejoice. If you're a tither, you can rejoice over that. Hallelujah. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons, daughters, neither spoil, For anything that they had taken to them, David recovered all. You think about all the cities that they had been. Not only did they recover their own stuff that was stolen, but they recovered all of that other stuff. All of that. That means gold and silver and animals. I don't know what all they took to war, what all they had, but it was stuff. Anybody like stuff? Thank you. I like stuff, you know. I'll just tell you, I like stuff. I like pretty stuff. I, I mean, I have my thing that I like. There's things I like. Maybe you won't like that, but it's my thing. And God wants to provide for all of us your stuff. Amen? Hallelujah. And then, I love it. So they returned to Ziglag. 
and they began to distribute. They had so much. Wouldn't that be wonderful to have so much? That's the heart of God, that you just begin to distribute. Said so they went to the elders of, of Judah and said, look, how about a handful of gold? Glory to God. What do you like? Oh, it must come to your house. Catch, you can have it. It's yours, a present. They were gifted. They were just given this stuff. David was actually walking in the wisdom of God. And then he went to 14 cities and just distributed. Think about that. That's a lot of stuff. That's a ton of stuff that they had. I mean, they had more than enough for themselves, more than enough for the 400 that went to war, more than enough for the 200 that stayed back. They had more than enough that they had to distribute. And a few days later, David was anointed king. Now, how about that? God said, recover all. He'd been waiting all those years to become king. And that word changed his life forever. What if he had decided, I don't believe that. What if he decided, man, go ahead and stone me. Man, I don't believe that we can pursue and overtake and recover all. What if he had just let it go? He would have never become king. You know, it's interesting that Ziglad was burnt. Why was it burnt? What if David just, if it wasn't burnt and all of them were just taken? David may have stayed right there. Because he did not know at the same time this was going on, Saul was being killed. He didn't know that he was about to enter into his destiny. So it's more than just the spoils. It's about the destiny. It's about where David was about to go. Now, can you take that? This is not just about the spoils. This is about where we're about to go. This has much more to do because I don't believe that God has wasted the eight months speaking to this house. I believe he's leading up to something. I believe something's going on beyond what we can see with our eyes. I believe it's going on so much greater than what we can even ask or think. Because when he says you're one of the greatest churches in America, he's up to something. And when he says you're about to get the spoils, he means we're about to get the spoils. You haven't fought this fight for nothing. You haven't stood and believed God for nothing. You haven't stayed and held steady for nothing. There's a purpose in what God is doing, and he's very strategic in what he's doing. Very strategic. He's 
planted those people across our paths speaking to us about this house. So what are we going to do with it? We've got a choice. What was that, Joan? Take it. There you go. We're going to take it. We're going to believe it. We're going to value the word. You know, that's what I'm saying. You need to write these words down. You need to look at these words. You need to have them available to you so you can say what God says, so you can meditate and so that you can see the value in the words and start watching God bring it to pass. Start watching God move because he doesn't mince words. He doesn't speak. You hear himself speak. <laughs> he speaks with purpose. He speaks with destiny in mind. He speaks because he's bringing some things into our lives that we have longed for and stood for and fought for. Anybody with me on that? Destiny, you haven't fought the good fight of faith for nothing. You haven't stood in that place for nothing. You haven't paid the price for nothing. There's purpose and there's destiny. And you'll see the reward. Hallelujah. Take that. Your faithfulness never goes unnoticed. And the battles that you fought, sometimes you fought battles and it didn't look like you won. I think I'll say that again. Sometimes you fought battles and it didn't look like you won because you look at earth's standpoint and not heaven's standpoint. Sometimes it looked like you know, those things were stolen from you. But you have to look from heaven's viewpoint. It's how you are in that battle that makes a difference. It's how you respond. David responded to that call. And he went after it. And I'm just telling you, church, we have a choice. As for me and my house, we are going to pursue. We're going to overtake. And we're going to declare what God says. I don't care what it looks like. I've learned after 25 years in this ministry, it really doesn't matter what it looks like. <laughs> I go back to what God has said and what God has declared and we will stand and see the salvation of the Lord thank you for listening today we believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives for more information please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app look for us as FWC Como until the next time remember you are God's best.